Okay. Well, first off, Jordan. Yes. What'd you get for Christmas? What did I get for Christmas? I got a Borussia Dortmund Marco Royce jersey from my brother. I saw that. that and was, that was very pretty. He funny story. He told me it was a regift of it may be a fake Chinese knockoff, but I love it. It's a good fake Chinese knockoff. It's a, it's a good fake Chinese knockoff. And it's a Marco Royce jersey, which I love. And also, I got from him a U.S. Women's National Team scarf. It's What's, What makes it a Women's National Team scarf? I'm kind of curious. One, it says U.S. Women's, US Women's National Team on it, the, the acronym of it. And it has the USA crest with three stars instead of zero. Woo! And funny story. Yowza. Funny story, actually. He did not know it was a U.S. Women's National Team shirt scarf. That's awkward. Until I said that... Until I said to him, at least I have a scarf of a team that has won a World Cup. Because he looked at me like, what? And I showed him the scarf, and he says, oh... It's a women's national team scarf. Would you look at that? And then, because he is a Tottenham Hotspur supporter, God bless his soul, I got him a shirt from, have you ever heard of Who Arya Designs? Yes. Yes, I have. I got him a shirt from there. Uh, it's a shirt design that is made to look like the old... Hot Wheels logo, but instead of Hot Wheels, it says Hotspur, and where it says Mattel, it says North London. I think you showed me this. And it was an interesting shirt, and I gave it to it. Huh. I I like that. I like that a lot. I love the gifting back and forth of sports things. Yes. It it's a thing. It's the thing that's done with with uh, me and my brothers and sisters. In, in the intent to save everybody money, we just exchange with one other person instead of having to buy everybody presents. Well, and you've got... I actually don't... I'm going to be honest with the audience. I don't know how many siblings you have. I have... I know you have at least two. I have two brothers, two older brothers, and one older sister. And they're all married, so technically I have six siblings. I just want everybody to know he had to think about that for a second. Sometimes I have to think about how many siblings I have because I don't know if other people consider dogs to be siblings. You have one brother. Yes, I do, and he also makes a very good roommate. Shout out to Adam, who will never listen to this podcast because he's never watched a full 90 minutes of soccer in his life. Ah, uh, that's not true. He once went to an Orlando City game with me. Did he, he really? Every, he hated every minute of it. It's the only Orlando City game I've ever been to where I've been seated. I sat just outside the supporter section with my entire family. It was weird. I felt naked. And what did your parents think? 
Well, they couldn't understand the chants, so they, they loved it. They enjoyed it. My mom had fun. My grandmother actually went, too. Shout out to Gigi. This was actually it, the first it's ever Orlando it's City win. probably a good win. thing they couldn't hear the chants. That's true. It's, <laughs> it was their first ever win at home against LA Galaxy. They won 4-1. to one So it was a good day. It was a very good day. It started a two-year tradition of beating the former MLS Cup winners 4-1 to one at home. We did the same thing to Portland that in 2016. Fun fact. Hmm. Hopefully you do that to Toronto this next year. The amount of changes we're making, yeah, let's hope so. So what did you get for Christmas? You hadn't told me yet. I Did I not send you a picture of the best Christmas present I got? No, you did not. Okay, hang on, everybody. I am literally going to send Jordan this picture because I am shocked he hasn't seen this yet. I'm actually kind of in awe because this picture that I'm going to send to him is truly special. Sending. And let's wait for it. Oh, you did send me this. Yes. Yes, I did. It is a... It is a 18-inch tall, fully remote control DB8. You you sent me this, but you didn't. I don't think you told me it was a Christmas present. Oh yes, oh yes. My mom got it for me for Christmas, and there's video of me squealing like a little girl. It's it's terrible. as he chases his dog around with it. Yes. That definitely happened, but the weirdest thing is what my brother got. My brother got, my mom had a custom stuffed version of Oscar made for my brother. It looks just like him. It's kind of disconcerting. So, yeah, I actually, to my memory, don't believe I got anything soccer related. That's surprising. I got myself a couple of kits on sale over Thanksgiving, but I did not receive any soccer gifts this year, which is okay because I've Probably got Probably the only I reason I, I got Christmas presents that were soccer related is because I got them from my brother who also watches soccer. Which is always a good thing to have. Even well. if he supports Tottenham Hotspur. Or a team that loses to Bristol City in the Carabao Cup? No, that was us. That was Manchester United. Shut up. You see that? You see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. You guys are not having a good festive period. And that's okay. Let's don't talk about that. Let's not talk about that. Let's actually talk about what we're here to talk about. What are we here to talk about, Jordan? We're here to talk about the state of U.S. soccer, uh, domestically and internationally. Yes, and that is why we are here on the American Soccer Broadcast. I am Alex Ryder, and I am joined by... Jordan Hawkins in the winter wonderland that is currently Indiana. (laughs) How many inches of snow do you have? I, I I honestly do not know, but it's it's a whiteout.
I wore shorts to work yesterday. It's 70 degrees out right now. You live in Florida. That's not surprising. Yarp. Warmest place in the country right now. I actually, It was actually, today, it was actually colder in Chicago than it was Antarctica. That's how that works. That's Chicago for you. Yes. It's because windy. What do you expect? It's windy. It's, it's, it's Chicago. But Chicago's going to win the 2018 World Cup, so. <laughs> Speaking of the World Cup, have we spoken since the World Cup draw took place? Maybe we have, maybe who haven't. Have we talked about it? We, we have, we've definitely talked about it, but I don't think we talked about it on this podcast. Group of death, go. Here's my group of death. Hit me. I will say group E. Brazil, Costa Rica, Serbia, and Switzerland. Interesting. I don't disagree with that, except there is no way... That Brazil doesn't make it out of that group. No, there, there's absolutely no way. I would say that or Group F. Germany, Mexico, South Korea, Sweden. That was going to be mine, but I also, I also feel like Portugal, Spain, Iran, and Morocco have some flair. I just, I, I know I will absolutely be watching that Spain-Portugal match. That's going to be the match of the group stage. Yes. By far. So That or I, when Iceland beats Argentina in the opening match of their World Cup. Gosh darn right. Iceland 2018 World Cup champions. Let's go. I don't even know how to do the Viking clap and I want them to win. Can you imagine... Can you imagine if the Minnesota Vikings win the Super Bowl and Iceland wins the World Cup in the same year? It'll be the year of the Viking. Yes, it will. Food for thought. Food for thought. And And everybody will be walking around in Viking helmets. Yes. And speaking of purple, we can have Orlando City win MLS Cup 2018. Yeah. It's not going to happen. We're going to make the playoffs. That's it. And then they'll... Collapse in the middle of no. the playoffs. No, I think we can make it to the semifinal, especially considering all the rumors about some of the players we're going to bring in. But, but let's let's co- talk about that when it comes. We will. Well, and even then, we'll only mention it briefly because we're not here to talk about Orlando City or Seattle or Manchester United or Liverpool. We're here to talk about the the United States, and the United States is in a very interesting tumultuous time when it comes is it tumultuous or tumultuous tumultuous I think it's tumultuous I'm pronouncing it wrong I don't know but we are in a very trying time because we're trying to decide A who our manager is going to be B who our federation president is going to be and in all honesty the federation president is going to choose the coach and the technical director. Lord willing, they are different people. Yes. And the field is actually set, Jordan, my fellow. We have eight candidates who are officially declared. You want to you wanna walk us down the list? 
Uh, absolutely. Although, some of these names, I have no idea how, are on this list. We'll comment on, uh, we'll comment on them as we get to them. Let's talk about it. Those names are Steve, G Steve Gans, Eric Monalda, Carlos Cordero, which actually, I, di I didn't know who he was until recently, and I did not realize he was already part of the association, so. Also, Michael Winograd, Paul Killigary. Why do we, why do, heads up for Paul Killigary, whose name we are both butchering, and I, I'm sorry to him, but why is he so, why is he such a popular name, Jordan? What did he do? Why is he forever ingrained in the U.S. soccer lore? You tell us. Because he is the one that in 1989, in front of 30,000 people, scored the winning goal that sent the United States men's national team to their first World Cup in 40 years. And now... Having had more than 100 caps for the United States, he is running for the board. Yes. Uh, continuing on that list, we have Kyle Martino, of Kathy Carter, frame, the, the incumbent favorite yes. and president of Soccer United. And Hope <laughs> Solo. Okay, I love Hope Solo. I love what she did in 2015. But why is she on this list? Why? How did she get the endorsements? Because she has name recognition. So does Han Solo. He's <laughs> dead. Spoiler alert if you haven't seen Force Awakens. If you haven't seen Force Awakens yet and you're listening to this podcast, I have no sympathy for you. Between this discussion and the next discussion, we are going to talk about Star Wars for a minute. Continuing on. So, let's talk about these names, starting, I, starting with the top. Right off the bat, I can tell you right now that these lesser-known names, such as Steve Gaines and Carlos Cadero, aren't going to make it. No. Cadero, yes, he's the vice president of the Federation right now, and he's on the CONCACAF Council, but he doesn't have the clout in the community. And he doesn't also have the backing of some of, some of the most public faces of the American Soccer Council and, and of the voting majority. The voting process is itself, I still don't understand completely. As as far as I know, as far as I know, uh, Don Garber gets a vote. Uh, Only one. <laughs> I he, he at least has a say. I believe each of the MLS owners have a say. Maybe the USL owners, maybe. I think what I think you're correct on the MLS owners. My understanding is that after MLS, it's based on the board of governors for each 
league. That even goes down to the non to the non professional leagues, the amateur leagues throughout the country. And so a lot of that control is distributed throughout the country, but the professional leagues have most of the clout. And this is by and far the most competitive the race has ever been because Pilati didn't ran unopposed the last two cycles. So the unfortunate thing is, and we'll get to this in more detail in a little bit, but a lot of people are complaining about how this process works. There's been a lot of complaints that, oh, it's not a independent or transparent process. And that's evidenced by the fact that Kathy Carter is the front-running favorite. Now, I think she would be one of the best candidates because of her experience as a in a soccer market, business experience, and what she's done for Soccer United Marketing. But I also feel like the way she's going to get elected, and don't get me wrong, I will say it now that she will be the next USSF president, is that she is the heir apparent appointed by Galati and Don Garber. Because Soccer United Marketing is a combined joint venture between the USSF and MLS. And it would be best, not necessarily best, it may be a good idea for Kathy Carter to be the next USSF president because this is essentially a business. It is a business. You're absolutely you're, right. You're putting out a product out there. Whether that Lately product it hasn't been a very good one. But. Whether that product is satisfactory or not, that's up to everybody that's involved. But it's a product nonetheless. You've also got more public faces that could, in theory, make those people happy. That's why Hope Solo is going to be on the ballot. I think she'll get very few votes, especially considering her history with the law and her termination of her contract after the 2016 um, Olympics. But I, I have a feeling that she's only on there because of name name recognition. Yep. S- same with Martino and Wynalda, unfortunately. Martino and Wynalda both have a chance. I don't think Martino has a has as big of one, but Wynalda does have coaching experience. Wynalda coached in the NASL and a couple of rec leagues. So he and he coached in rec leagues while doing an TV analyst. So, he, if you ask me right now, it's going to come down to Winalda and 
Kathy Carter. I think it's going to come down to those two. I think that the honorable mention could maybe go to go to pa- Paul Gallagher, but other than that, I don't think that we're going to see any of the, any other candidates get as many votes. And I think it'll it, it could very well be close because a lot of the lower clubs, such as pretty much all of NASL are complaining about the transparency. So I can imagine they won't vote with MLS. He's the lawyer, right? What about uh, Steve Gans? He's the lawyer, right? Yes, he's the Boston lawyer that yeah, he, worked on he definitely has had a lot of experience. I know he was involved in that. In I know he was at some point involved with the Copa America Centenario. But I don't think that he has, A, the name recognition that a lot of the boards are going to want. and Because at this point, the election has gotten so big that Name recognition is going to have to be one of the biggest items. Will we see action? Absolutely. But we'll see. The, there, will, there have been a lot of forums that already have taken place. And next week, actually, is the American Outlaws Forum. where they're, I've seen some of the preview questions they've been tweeting out. They're going to be tough. They're going to be tough on these candidates. Arguably tougher than most cable news networks have been on president on U.S. president candidates, but that's another topic for a whole different podcast. For a whole different podcast. And and, and an the question should be tough job. because that's the big thing. Because this is a tough yeah. job. It's all about. Wanting to grow, not just yes. to grow what the men's and women's teams do, but to all and to open those communication channels, which is pretty much down the line what is being discussed by these by these candidates. But to also end habits such as selling selling of certain players and forcing players to only follow a certain regiment in order to be part of the national team and instead creating a culture where we have players all over the world that are gaining experience but we also have players at home so that there's that there is a balance so that the beautiful game can be partaken both at club and country level both here and abroad so and compete with the European teams. So, we shall see. Speaking of the U.S. Soccer Federation, it has been... Yes. It has been kind of a tough time between NASL and the USSF. It's gotten... It's come to words. There's a lot of passive aggressiveness... We've talked in the past about testy. the expansion changes and clubs that have left. But 
it was reported actually just just yesterday. Today's uh, December 29th, 2017 for everybody. Happy New Year as you will likely be listening to this after the new year, after Jordan and I have filled our stomachs with New Year's food and do you eat a lot on New Year's? For whatever reason my family likes to eat on New Year's. It's a thing. We're eating leftovers from Christmas. Not particularly. But, but that's speaking of leftovers, that kind of is how the NASL is. They're leftovers yeah. and they're Fair complaining enough. about it and they have actually filed a formal letter with the USSF about how this presidential election is being conducted because they feel like they don't have a seat at the table and they don't. And that and that is what U.S. Soccer told U.S. NASL you're not D2, you're D3 at, at best and Apparently, NASL didn't like that. And now they're they're claiming that this is going against the bylaws. To give everybody a little bit more summary of what is what they were saying, they're citing a bylaw that talks about favorability within the leagues. And I'm reading from a Stars and Stripes FC article. The number of delegates voted within a council shall be proportional amongst its organization members based on the following. One, the processional council, the number of delegates for each professional league shall be based on the level of competition division among the professional leagues. USSF bylaw 302-2B then provides the U.S. SF board with resolving any disputes concerning only the number of delegates. Basically, they're complaining that they don't have enough delegates that get to vote. MLS wants it to be 57% for them, 18% for the NWSL, 20% for USL, and 4.5% for NASL. And that's just for the professional vote votes, which is 25% of the total vote. Do you think they have much of a case? If they had more teams and they have... And they had a, and they had a league that was actually well run? If they had a stable league, yes. I would say that they deserve more. But considering the fact that USL is four times their size. And considering that the USL has generated several quality players over the past six or seven years, I believe that this is fair. I do think that MLS should actually be lower lower to about 50%, giving some of that extra 7% to NWSL, and some of it to USL, but I don't believe that NASL deserves to have anything close to what USL or even NWSL does, has. 
I think NASL is, as you've said previously on this program, is a sinking ship and it's everybody else's fault. Exactly. So, I will post the link to that full article and to the full complaint in the show notes, but <laughs> the other thing is it's it's so funny. They're so butthurt about North Carolina FC leaving NASL. They're saying they shouldn't allow them to have a vote in this election. That's absurd. That's absurd. Elite, that, that, that is absurd. Have you ever heard anybody else being more butthurt? I don't want to delve into my personal life. I was actually more referring to people who are complaining about the latest Star Wars movie, but... Oh, yes! I like that. I like that segue. We're going to keep that first comment in, but I like that segue. Quick halftime break. We're going to have our orange slices at halftime, and we're going to talk about Star Wars. I'm going to call this the orange slice break corner. Yes, I went there. Jordan, how many times have you seen Star Wars? I have seen it twice. Catch and, up. And how many times have you seen it? I saw it for the third time last night. Did it get any better or any worse the second and third times you've seen it? It's funny because the second time it was I was a lot less emotional. The first time I was I was clapping and laughing hysterically because it was all new and exciting and the reveals, which we won't talk about because I'm still, it's only a two-week-old movie, so I'm going to be cool about the spoilers with our audience because they might not be as nerdy as we are. But I, it got, the second showing, it was, yeah, this is Star Wars, this is entertaining. The third showing was extra fun for two reasons. One, it w I really got to see the little things that I didn't before, which were very few and far between. But the other reason was listening to my entire family pick the movie apart. My parents watched The Force Awakens the night before and then came with me. And my goodness, my mom could not stop complaining about all the things that were and weren't resolved at the end of the movie. Yes, uh, mm, I can, I'm thinking of one thing that wasn't necessarily resolved that people complained about, which I have the complete opposite opinion about, but we won't talk about, talk about what I'm thinking about, because spoilers! But the thing you are talking about, I believe will be solved with a book. I do think that some of these lesser things that weren't discussed that people are complaining about is like, oh, we wanted more of this. It'll be resolved with a book. And people are complaining, oh, it's so different. Yes, because these are the same people that complained in the previous movie that The Force Awakens was too much like A New Hope. And now this movie is apparently not a Star Wars movie. And there is actually a petition out that claims, that would claim that uh, Last Jedi is not a Star Wars movie and will be decanonized. 
yeah, that's not gonna happen. I will stand. I will stand in front of the pit for that. That's not happening. So I have seen it twice. Um, first time I saw with by myself because I have become comfortable with the fact that it is no longer a stigma to go to movies by yourself. And Alex is judging me. I wanna be Are you done? I'll never be done. Okay. Uh, second time, I actually saw it with my younger brother and my father, who have not seen it. They both said it was good, and they are not particular. They're less Star Wars nerds than we are. And my dad actually said it was actually easier to follow than previous Star Wars movies. Despite Interesting. All, despite I all like the, that. Despite all the subplots. And there were quite a few subplots. Yes, I there would were. argue that Poe Dameron had more, had more um, character development than anybody else. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I, 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 now that you mentioned that, I did like that aspect that you saw a lot more of Poe Dameron in this movie than the previous. And not to spoil too much, but I think he might have a new love interest going forward. But that's just me. I also love. I have a slight man crush on Oscar Isaac, but that's partially just because I want to be Oscar Isaac. I want to be so as cool you, as you Oscar just want to be a guy that hops in a. X-wing fighter and goes blowing Blow stuff. stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Can I help in a star starfighter and blow stuff up? I want to make a two pole of that. Can I hop in a? Can I hop in? A, I don't know what would it be. What would be the MLS equivalent of an X-wing bay? Can I hop in an Orlando City Stadium and blow something up? Dude, we have pyro for that. No pyro, no party. Exactly. And then you have possibly the opponent's goal blowing up. What is I'm this, just spit- Rocket I'm just League? Spit- I'm just blowing, I'm just spitballing here. I, I, I'm telling you, you've played Rocket League. You and yes. I have played Rocket League before, yes. right? Have you played lately where they have the new goal explosions? I have not. I'm telling you, that needs to be in FIFA 19. Customizable goal explosions. Now we're just getting crazy. I think we're just getting warmed up, but that's just me. Hang on. Here's an idea. This is becoming... It's becoming more, so more clear pro- to him, guys. This is becoming more pop culture and video game podcast than... We're going way on a tangent here. But... We bring back FIFA Streets... Yes. Do you remember, do you remember yes. FIFA Streets? Yes. We bring back FIFA Streets. And you have the option of just going completely crazy. Having goal explosions, uh, smoke, pyro, fireworks, the works. And you have some of the supporters. Instead of the supporters playing cornhole, as I talked about in the previous show, you have supporters playing their own supporters clubs. Yes. Ruckus FC, y'all. Anyways, 
Enough about Star Wars and nerd talk. Let's get back to sports ball. Let's talk about uh, January camp. Uh, also known as Camp Cupcake. Here's the thing. We said this when they announced it, and I'm going to say it again. Why in God's green earth does it have to be in L.A.? Why? Anyways. um, Just, just let it go. It's, it's already happening, so... Here's the thing. I think we're going to see a lot of youth. I would yes. not be surprised if we call up 25% of the under-23 team. I would at least want to see a majority of the team that went to play Portugal. I agree with that. Like, I, w- I want to see... Uh, Pulisic, Weston McKinney, uh, Bill Hamid, uh, Paul Areola. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We need to see Nips. Uh, we call him Nips in Orlando. If, if he is available to come for the January camp because he is playing in Newcastle currently. I doubt he will. Yeah. I doubt they'll be able to get him. And I say Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic, but will they still be on winter break in Bundesliga? I think so, but, and we'll talk about this next, but I'm pretty sure that Pulisic will still be hanging out with his dog. I knew that was coming. We'll we'll get to that story next because we're going to talk about that more than we've talked about anything else. Sorry, I'm trying to find the name of one specific player. Will we see Tyler Adams at January camp? Yes. If Tyler Adams isn't at January camp, we're doing everything wrong because Tyler Adams' days in... MLS are numbered. The rumors about him being transferred overseas are coming hard and fast. Also, will we see Bill Hamid and Zach Steffen at January camp? We will not see Bill Hamid. We will see Zach Steffen. I think we're going to see Zach Steffen, and I think we're going to see Joe Bendick. I honestly think we're going to see Joe Bendick. He's overdue. Will, will we see um, Josh Sargent? Possibly, yes. I, I would like to see Josh Sargent at January camp. I would not be surprised because he's now playing for Atlanta United, right? I heard a rumor because Werder Bremen was not able to get Jordan Morris. They went and signed Josh Sargent. Oh, I'm getting Josh Sargent mixed up with the goalie from Cincinnati. No, yes. Zach Zach Steffen went to Atlanta United. No, Zach no, Steffen. Not, not Zach go- Steffen. Mitch Hildebrandt. I'm sorry. Mitch Hildebrand. Mitch okay, Hildebrand, we're getting yes. everybody. Zach Steffen, Columbus, I'm- had a stellar postseason. Hildebrand went to 
Atlanta, where he'll probably take the reins from um, Brad Guzan within a year or two. Yes. And Zach, Josh Sargent, we will definitely see Josh Sargent, without a doubt. The one I really want to see, though, is George Way's son that played for the under-20s in the World Cup. Yes, Tim Way. Tim Way needs to be capped. We need to cap him now. Yes, we need to cap him. And here's why. He has dual United States and Liberian citizenship, and his dad was just elected today the president of Liberia. George Way is was elected president of Liberia today. I heard that on my on my Echo um, daily briefing this morning. I'm like, oh, we need to cap him. We need to cap him, and we need to cap him quickly because he he had the best goal of the under-20 World Cup. Yes, he did. Absolutely he did. He looks like a very great young talent, and my memory serves me correctly, he's in an academy in in Germany, correct? Is he? That's what I'm checking. Oh, and I'm getting under-20s and under-17s mixed up. He's an under-17. Yes. But regardless, he, cap him now. Yes, he was born... Good grief. Tim Way was born in 2000. How old do you feel? Much older now. Ah, and this this is okay. Funny story. By the way, to, before you get to your story, sorry. To solve my question, Tim Way is currently a member of the PSG Paris Saint Germain Academy. That is something. Cap M. Yeah. Tell us your story, Jordan. Funny Sorry story. When I was still youth pastor in Michigan, I had teens over at my house for a movie night to hang out with the teens outside of the church. I had my record player out on the table in the living room. They asked me what record was on the record player. I said Bruce Springsteen. I said Bruce Springsteen, and they had no idea who that is. <laughs> That's the boss. I have, said to my have any of them never heard a radio broadcast for a fireworks show? <laughs> I said to my volunteer that I instantly felt fifteen years older. So, that's my story about feeling older. Oh, here's an interesting rumor. Jesse Gonzalez is going to get called into the Camp Cupcake. That that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. No, no, it wouldn't. He's going to compete. But, yeah, can we please have Tim Way? Please cap him. Please cap him now. Great, thanks. Bye. Will we see Jordan Morris? I want to say yes. Yeah, we'll see Jordan Morris. I think we'll, we'll see. We'll see Jordan Morris. It is definitely a possibility. We shall see.
speaking of the MLS, well, do you have any final words on that? Any other? No, I don't. I'm, Let's move Camp, on. Camp Cupcake's going to happen. I, I, I think we're going to see a lot of younger names than we think. I hopefully, think we'll see a some, lot of young. Hopefully, we'll see a lot of youth. Some names that we don't even know. I think I'm going to say this just because I'm a fanboy, but I think we're going to see Tommy Redding. I think Tommy Redding's going to get his due. So, ready to move on to the hard-hitting news known as MLS Expansion? Yes, let's do. There is a new MLS team, Jordan. There is, and it's in Nashville. The Music City. There was an event, was it last week? Right before Christmas. They got it, was right, nice... it was right before Christmas. Don Garber spent just before Christmas in Nashville telling the Nashville faithful, the roadies, which I didn't get that for the first couple of times, and then I'm like, oh, Music City, roadies, like a, a rock show roadie. Got it. I'm getting a standing ovation for being a dunce. They were out in force, and I think they have a lot to be excited for. What is interesting to me is they have been very clear about where the stadium's going to be, how big it's going to be. 27,500. They're trying to beat Orlando City by and far. But they're not clear on the name. They just keep saying Nashville, Nashville to MLS. That's what everything said. They're not talking about the USL Nashville team. Is that is that odd? Because the Nashville ownership group owns Nashville SC. That is my question. Will we see a name change or won't we? I don't think we need one. I, I honestly don't think we do. But I will say this. A great name would be 10-10-SC. Elaborate. If you're not aware, some soccer teams, including Orlando, have chosen to name their soccer teams SC instead of FC, which stands for soccer or football club. So you would have... So then you would have 10 soccer club. Huh? I'm going to send you a chat in this. I don't know. The suspense is a little interesting. 10, 10. (sighs) He just got it. 10 S, yeah, I've heard this. <laughs> I thought you were saying 10 10, like 1010. Nope. No, you were saying nope. 10 N S C. Tennessee. No. 10 no. as in Tennessee. <sighs> Who invited you? You did. I'm I'm just going to keep groaning softly into the mic until that pun washes over me. 
Did you know that Eddie George was a part of this bid? I didn't know Eddie that. Eddie George's? Oh, yeah. He was on stage at the announcement. Eddie George, just right there. He's not part no of the idea. ownership group, is he? I don't think so. I think he was a part of the campaign to bring them to the city. And they've got a beautiful downtown downtown stadium. It's going to be in a beautiful part of town near the Nashville Raceway. Just south of downtown. So it's going to be close for people to either before or after matches do the same thing we do in Orlando. Before and after matches, hang out downtown, and then walk to the match. Or as we do, we pop smoke and we march to the match, but that's neither here nor there. I don't have a scar for nothing. But I think that they're going to stick with the USL name, especially considering we're going to see at least two years of USL play before any MLS play is had. The good news is they already have yeah, their they, land. They, they will back. not be entering MLS until, what, 2020? At least. I think it's going to be 2020. I think it could get pushed to 2021 if they don't get going on their stadium construction, which I foresee them breaking ground on the stadium within the next three to six months. They've already got a design, beautiful design. So... That bid, apparently they wowed the expansion. Yeah, I was going to say, they're, they must have killed at their presentation to MLS. It looks like they're going for the young city, young interests, hip look. And I think it could yes, work because... for them, but I'm also a little concerned that they are going to be in a little over their head. But I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it, especially considering they are the third, not second Atlanta, you stupid idiots. The third... I knew this was coming. The third soccer club in the South. I knew this was coming. I'm, I'm a little bitter, but well, I'm going to just move on. We've got another it's, soccer team. It's just team. Twitter. It's just Twitter. Just move on. We're the third soccer. They're going to be the third soccer team in the South, and we welcome them. If, if you're not familiar, uh, what he is referring to is a tweet Atlanta United sent out after this was announced. Atlanta United tweeted, "Welcome to the second soccer club in the South." Which was obviously, if that's not a middle finger towards Orlando, I don't know what is. Yeah, and someone needs to teach the Atlanta public school system how north, south, east, and west work. I know that when they say never eat soggy waffles, Atlantans or Georgians or whatever you want to call them get offended because soggy waffles shouldn't be a thing because they're obsessed with Waffle House. But... The S in soggy waffles is for South. Drop the mic. Moving on. I'm editing that part out, by the way. The drop the mic part out. Anyways. Um, in summary, I, I, I think they're in a little over their head. 
Would you agree that they're they're a little much, or do you think they can handle it? I mean, if they can handle it, if they can bring out crowds for a hockey team in Nashville. That's true. It's a really good way of putting that. And they brought out 40,000 during the Gold Cup, so we'll see how that That is goes. true. That is true. Speaking of expansion, Sports Illustrated today flat out predicted and got good old Sacramento sweating again that Cincinnati, the FC Cincinnati, will be the 24th MLS team in a strong prediction. It's not a rumor. It's a strong prediction based on their fan base and based on their readiness as an organization. And, and both, of those, both of those are correct. I honestly think, and I've been quoted from the beginning as saying that Cincinnati could join MLS next season. Yes, they could. And, and I, I, abs- I absolutely agree with that. I think that they could play at play at the University of Cincinnati perfectly fine until they found adequate land for their stadium design. They could get by just fine at that stadium because in many ways, it looks like a soccer stadium. Yes, it does. It's a I beautiful... Mean, it, 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 is a, it is a football stadium, but it works really well for soccer. Especially considering that the part of the stand that they all the supporters stand in, one of the supporters clubs is literally named after that stand. I can't mm-hmm. for the life of me remember what it's called. The Bailey. Where do you store this useless knowledge? Where important stuff usually goes. Story of my life. The the Bailey supporters and all the other supporters, they've got multiple supporters clubs. And they have a very strong contingent. Not to mention, they have a great performance on the field. They've already produced several players that have gone on to be acquired by MLS clubs. And they're doing well business-wise. It makes perfect sense. The problem? The Columbus problem. Yes. I, I still think that Cincinnati is definitely going to see some input from the Columbus problem. But regardless, I think that they have a better chance than Sacramento. And we'll just give the honorable mention that, oh, that's cute to Detroit's bid because that's a joke. And that's pretty much all we need to say about it, right? Anyways, there's nothing... There's there, there's nothing more to say. There's There, there aren't... It's not even worth the hard drive space. So, yeah, MLS expansion. One down, one to go. Technically two, if you count the whole Nightmare Hell ride that is Beckham United FC. But, again, Don Garber keeps saying that good old Beckham is going to be in the league before we know it. And to that I say, we welcome you, Miami. And we're going to beat you. Any final thoughts for the people, Jordan? 
Any little uh, inklings or? Let's talk about the future for one second. Future, future. What are your bold predictions for 2018 with the national teams? We, the women are going to, I don't think the women are going to lose in qualifying. I think the women are going to qualify without a problem because that's what they do. I think that this is going to be Jill Ellis's last r- rodeo. I think that she will retire after the 2019 World Cup. Hopefully with another trophy in hand. I think that the United States is going to elect Kathy Carter as the USSF president. And her first a- two actions will be to appoint a a director a sporting director, a technical director, all the same role. And then that technical director will work with Kathy Carter to appoint a head coach. And the head coach, I don't think will be appointed until August or September of this year. After the World Cup. After the World Cup. There's, there's, yeah. I, I, I would be willing to bet dollars to donuts that the next USSF men's national team coach is coaching in the World Cup in 2018. Who? I have no idea. But they are coaching in the World Cup. My bold predictions, um, I completely agree with you on the women's side. They will qualify for the World Cup in... Where is it? The next World Women's World Cup. Is it in France? France. Okay. They will qualify for France without a problem. Uh, the men, I think Bill Hamid will win the number one spot for goalkeeper. I love it. I think he will beat out Zach Steffen. Uh, Zach Steffen is a great goalkeeper, but I th- honestly believe with Hamid going over to Europe, he is... He is just better. The heir apparent. Yes. Um, I agree with you. Kathy Carter will most likely be elected USSF president. Uh, as for who the um, manager will be, I have no idea. Uh, Christian Pulisic will captain the team for the CONCACAF Nations League. Wow. I I honestly believe that. If there if there is wow. one person if there is one person to p- replace Michael Bradley as the man who wears the armband giving, for the men, it, it will be Christian Pulisic. You're giving the armband to the kid. I like it. I I, I honestly believe that. He's going to be 20 during the Nations League. And also, huh. we will see more of Weston McKinney for the senior squad. There we go. I like it. And sadly, we will see testimonial matches for both Tim Howard and Clint Dempsey. 
I think they're going to have to combine a few of those. <laughs> I think it's going to be the Clint Dempsey, Tim Howard testimonial, and the Jordan, or not, I almost said Jordan Morris. No, not Jordan Morris. The Josie Altador, Michael Bradley testimonial. <laughs> the Toronto testimonial. Play it in Toronto. Play it against Canada. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, that's going to get us in trouble. Okay. But yeah, um, that, th- those were my bold predictions. Okay. You've got bold predictions. Now, give me your top three, just real quick. No, Off the cuff, top three memories from, um, favorite and favorite moments from 2017. Uh, specifically for the men... Michael Bradley's goal in Azteca. Is this from first to third or third to first? This is in no particular order. Okay. Uh, Michael Bradley's goal in Azteca. Um, the match in Orlando against Panama. I think you'll agree with me on that. And Clinton Dempsey's return to glory in San Jose against Honduras. Oh, that game. Oh, I literally today was going through files on my computer and I found a picture of that TIFO. And it made me so sad. Not throwing away our shot. How did you? How did it make you sad? Because we threw away yeah, our yeah, shot. Yeah. I, I don't know why I thought had to think about that. Yeah, and that's going under these show titles. But okay, yeah, those are that's a solid three. Your top three, go. You stole two of mine. Not gonna lie. For three, for me, number three was going to be Michael Bradley's goal at Azteca, which is which is a cool moment for me for two reasons. One, that was a brilliant goal. He's it's the only reason he got called up after that. And second, it was because that was the first time I ever watched a U.S. men's national team game with the American Outlaws. That was the first time I ever visited um, Fort My- Fort Myers AO, and I've since gotten to know several people there, and it's just a fun community to go to. I'm looking forward to seeing them again in January. I haven't seen those guys since Trinidad and Tobago. So, number two for me was actually my last two memories actually both have to do with Orlando City Stadium. Number two for me was just getting to see Orlando City Stadium open. Marching to the match for the first time ever in the history of the stadium and being one of the first fans in the door. We got into the stadium three hours in advance. And we got so loud and so rowdy. It was so much fun. Just sitting there right in the front. And, of course, number one, United States, Panama, October 4th, 
2017. Oh, that was the that is the single greatest sports memory I have. I lost three pounds that day, and I had more pictures because you wore a onesie. Yes, I did wear a onesie. I wore I have never had so many pictures taken of me with strangers in my entire life, and it was amazing. One of these days, I'm gonna write about it that experience and post it on my blog. And I, I, I won't be able to sum it up. It was breathtaking. It was my second men's national team game of the year. I also went to a Gold Cup qualifier, but that wasn't nearly as much fun. So it also rained the entire time. So can I can I add one more to my top three? An honor- honorable, an honorable, mention. honorable mention. This has nothing to do with the men's national team. But when I was living in Michigan and I was at a Lansing United match, we were playing, it was basically one against two for the top of the division in in NPSL. We were winning one to nothing against Ann Arbor. And our best player, Rafa Metzingen, takes the ball and he slots it into the right-hand side of the goal. Every single fan just goes absolutely ballistic. And he just sprints over to us, the supporters, rips off his shirt and just jumps into the pile. And if that doesn't want to make you want to go watch local soccer... I don't know what will. Yes. Please Support go watch your local, local clubs. Go watch local clubs. Obviously, you can't right now because there is no local soccer right now. Go watch local soccer, whether it's MLS, USL, NPSL, NASL, doesn't matter. Go watch local soccer, please. Indeed. Okay, well, that's been the show. Uh, before we talk about ourselves in various ways, what do you think for a show title here? I have MLS equivalent of an X-Wing, FIFA Streets, or we threw away our shot. How about the 2017 Sadnap review? He's writing that down. 2017 sad map review. The only reason I'm a little skeptical about that is it frames 2017 as a completely depressing year. In a way it was. For for more reasons than one. We could do sad map review hyphen MLS equivalent of an X-Wing. That's way too long. Let's do 2017 sad map review. Okay. Well, this has been the American Soccer Broadcast. If you want to get in touch with us, we are... Guys, we're on iTunes. You should, go, you should go follow us and review us and give us five stars because you love us so. And tell all your friends about us and share it on your social media. And because tell them the only way we will get anywhere is by word of mouth. So tell people about us. And word of social media account. Yes. 
and social media accounts, we are actually on Twitter and Facebook. We are on Facebook as American Soccer Broadcast, uh, and on Twitter as American Soccer Broadcast, and our handle is ASB Podcast. So, follow those pages for uh, updates on new episodes, and you can probably follow our Twitter for probably live-tweeting of matches. And you can celebrate with us or sadnap with us. Whichever happens. Okay, that's the new title. 2017 Sadnap with us. There it is. I like it. We can also be personally found on social media. I am on the Instagram and the Twitter at ghost underscore writer, R-E-I-T-E-R, because I'm German. Speak of the, no speak of the Deutsch, though. And Jordan, where are you at, my friend? Besides Indiana. Well, in the snow. I am on Twitter as J. Ray Hawkins, and you can find me on Twitter as 21Jayhawk. I don't know why I have separate... Twitter handles and Instagram handles, but there it is. Didn't they at one point used to be the same? They probably did at one point, but... You've changed Twitter handles on me a couple times. I have. I can't make up my mind. That's okay. Well, everybody, this has been American Soccer Broadcast, episode number four, and we wish you all a very happy new year, and we will see you and speak to you in 2018. Bye for now. Be excellent to each other.